Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ravenda from Mingles on Network Radio, bringing you another hour of afternoon jazz for those of you listening today. And today's guest will be a very fabulous singer, Deborah Flores, who is originally from San Francisco, California, but we on the East Coast want to hear more from her and we want to really get involved with her music because she is just so great. I have her on the line with us, and I'd like to welcome you to the show today, Deborah. How are you? Thank you so much. Just wonderful. Having a wonderful day. I just bet it's got beautiful back from a little out there in California. What well, did you? Me? I said I bet it's beautiful out there in California. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking out on the ocean right now. The sun's shining, breathing some fresh air, smelling somebody barbecuing nearby. <laughs> <laughs> It's a wonderful day. Oh, how I wish. Oh, how I wish. So you were able to get some relaxation on your trip? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Were you able to get some relaxation on your trip? Oh, I'm telling you, I did, and and also a little bit of activity. As many times as I've been to Palm Desert, I have never been up on the tram, and my son and I, who's 12, took the tram up 8,000 feet, and it was a fantastic just a great adventure of climbing. Wow. And today my legs are so sore. Whew. <laughs> I can't be doing that. You got you got to be in shape to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> Thank right. God you're for children to keep stretch. in shape. Yeah, you're supposed to stretch before you do that kind I of know, stuff. I know, I <laughs> know. I got to remember that. So, so Deborah, can you tell us a little bit about your background in music? Because uh, we were just listening to one of the songs from your your um, your CD, Step Aside, and uh, Moving On. That was a really nice song. Could you give us some background on your singing? Well, goodness, singing. You know, singing is just, I, I'll tell you, I grew up in a musical family, so Long before I came came on the scene, my, my brothers were in music, singers, dancers, you know, in variety shows, etc. Uh, my mom was the manager. My father was a singer. So I was raised in that type of family in San Francisco, and I don't know any different. So, you know, I, music was in our blood, everybody. So... That consequently, that's that's just what happened. I mean, at an early age, I was into dancing, into singing, very early age, when I was still um, in grammar school, and then uh, continued on. And I think my very first serious paying professional job, I think, was when I was 13. Um, and I would sing for the military variety shows. I started out in country, believe it or not, and I <laughs> uh, used to sing with Bucko in Buck Owen shows and things like that when I was really young. And always uh, just having a very, just soul within my soul, in my gut, and um, never really wanted to sing country, but I kind of just uh, gravitated toward um, a more soulful aspect of music and always loved jazz and R&B. That's my true love. And uh, just did that for years, lived in Las Vegas, traveled everywhere, uh, went to Europe, um, I, when I was in Las Vegas, Bill Medley, the Righteous Brothers, saw me there and hired me in his show. I did that, and then Bill Cosby saw me, and I was on a jazz album with him. Um, I think one of wow. the only jazz albums that he ever did. Uh, they actually put some real you know, with Ray Parker Jr. etc. on there, and um, oh, I'm one of right. I'm one of the yes yes yes. I'm one of those girls. 
<laughs> that was me. Yes, I was one of them. <laughs> I was a yes girl. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. So that was what. Fun. What fabulous people to work with. Oh yeah, just been really blessed to have that and and be around that in my life. And finally, just recently, after an entire career and. Uh, and kind of semi-retired from that career, but doing it part-time, I finally got to do my very own CD. And this is my first very own. I'm, I'm on many other people's CDs, but this is my my very own project that God so laid before my feet at one point um, last year, and I got to do it. I, I got to express my myself. So that was a great feeling. Absolutely, and that was work well worth waiting for because I, I enjoyed every last song on there. You're so talented, and you know I could I'd put it in my car and just drove somewhere just so I can hear it in the car. Oh, thank you. I like listening to music like that too in the car. You're just kind of enclosed, and you've got surround sound. Yeah, and then yeah. the weather's changing, so it, that was yeah. just a great experience listening to you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So who was it that inspired you? Like what artist inspired you to, you know, just gravitate You know, I have to say early on, way back in the day, that Ella Fitzgerald was my absolute, uh, just my idol, you know. And um, it was so new and fresh when I was younger to hear that style of music and just to hear from her soul that I really related to that um, within my being but didn't know you know, how in the future I could incorporate anything like that. But I just her feeling, her everything, her phrasing, her everything that she has about her, you know, I, I'd have to say Ella would be number one for me, who I listen to. Um, you know, great people, of course, like Aretha and um, all those great influences. But um, that really speaks to my soul, um, just their total passion in the way that they sing. So... Yeah, she does. She does answer, reach yeah. inside of you when she does perform. Yeah, when when oh, oh those days oh. when oh her voice just goes right into your soul. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So then, when you were working with um, uh, the Righteous Brothers, you know, how was that experience? How were they working with? Well, it was actually Bill Medley of the Righteous Brothers, but he was doing a show by himself at the Hilton Hotel in Las Vegas, and it was a great experience. Uh, sang with three other girls, or four of us doing backup for him, and it was wonderful. We used to have rehearsals at 3 a.m. <laughs> on stage, backstage, and um, you know that's just how it is in Vegas. You know, you, you uh, with how the shows are, you'll do a show on, and you'll have maybe a couple hours off, and you're back on. We were on working the same stage with BB King at the time, and um, you know, just it was a wonderful experience. I loved doing harmonies and singing with wonderful singers, and just the great tunes that he had. You know, he already had a bunch of his tunes out, so we got to do all the background for those, and uh, just a great person to work with. Really had a great time. Wow. And then I now, lived there in Las Vegas for like ten years, so. Um, I would fly out of there, you know, when I, when I was doing things around, you know, traveling and things. Um, I would come back to Vegas, so I did a lot of singing in Las Vegas. Wow, I love Vegas. I've only yeah. been once, but uh, planning on going again to see the rest yeah. of it. I know there's more than casinos there. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Now, according to your your biography that you sent over to me, um, you actually worked with people like Dizzy Gillespie oh, and Glenn yeah. Campbell and Elvis. Yeah. Well, not not directly with Elvis, but Dizzy Gillespie and Glenn Campbell and actually even David Benoit. All those people were, you know, we we worked on the same stage together, and so mm-hmm. we were always backstage uh, talking and stuff. And I be I remember Dizzy having a conversation with me that so. You know, when David Benoit was nobody at the time, came on stage and said, you know, someday um, this guy's going to be a monster player. And, of course, you know, he is. So um, (laughs) way back when. But, you know, kind of when you live in Vegas in that day and you were doing all the shows, I mean, you you made friends with people like that because they were backstage with you. So, therefore, you got to know people. And people are people, let's face it. You know, that people are... um, you know what people see off stage when there's a performer performing is one thing, but when you're off stage, we all have normal lives. If you call them normal, <laughs> you know we all have. Um, we're all just people. So um, it was wonderful just to be able to give and take from each other, conversation-wise, and be able to take some wisdom away, you know, from these great people. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, to be able to learn. Oh, of course. So, yeah. did you did you have um, much trouble like getting out there on your own to do your your um, your singing gigs? You know, you did say you had your family involved, but did did they have anything to do with you getting into your um, your other job as a singer? No, well, not really. I mean, as far as the training is concerned, of course. You know, mm-hmm. I went to a, the great I. I was taught from Coraline Dwayne Dwayne dancers in in the Bay Area at the time, and then did a lot of shows with them, singing and dancing. And um, from there, just branched out, and then had a job at the Hilton um, in San Francisco. And from there, I was hired by the Hilton Corporation, who sent me out to Las Vegas uh, to sing for the Hilton Corporation at the Hilton Las Vegas. And that's pretty much how that got started, and it kind of um, snowballed from there. So that was that, and then, gosh, when I was 18, I think it was 18, way, way back when, (laughs) um, I was in New York and uh, got to sing in some shows in New York, and at the time, Warner Brothers actually wanted to sign me, and I, at the time, was going through some things as a young person and just um, decided that wasn't the thing for me to do then. So I kind of went off and did other things uh, in music, like Las Vegas and traveling and and everything, so you just never know where the road leads. That's right. Yeah. So was it at all challenging for you to get um, jobs with those big artists, you know, being so new to the industry? Well, I think it always is, you know, but um, we don't have the opportunities that we have today, excuse me, as independent artists. I mean, today we have the Internet. We have people like you that so graciously help independent artists. So back then, you know, it was a, it was a difficult time, and um, it was really word of mouth. You know, it was really networking, as much as it is today. But today we have the internet, so therefore, it opens us up to the whole world. Like I knew when I was going to do my my CD project, the ultimate CD project, I wanted mm-hmm. Marcus Miller on it, and you know. Back in the day, you had to know the person. You know, you had to either you know go through his manager or whatever. Da, da, da. And today, you can contact someone you know through the internet or through people in the industry that you know, 
and um, I had the privilege of having Marcus on my uh, CD, who is he's just such a phenomenal person and an amazing musician to begin with. So, um, you know, there were different challenges then that there are now. Now it's it's wonderful the world that we have uh, open up to us. How you can make a CD on your own and uh, promote it, you know. So I'm so thankful to be you know, in, in still in the music industry in this day where young people, everybody can get involved without uh, the high price of having to, you know, it's who you know. So, right. Yeah. Well, I've, I've interviewed a lot of artists, and um, they basically told me the same thing. That's why I decided that I would work with artists that were, like, not so high up on the the mainstream because um, those people have kind of overfilled the the radio stations and and the the, the circuit um, yeah. with the same music over and over again yeah. and it doesn't give anybody that's independent any room to to move in there and be heard. So that is so then, true. Yeah, and then they're going mm-hmm. to take over the internet. <laughs> Yeah. They're going to take over the internet because that's I see a lot of independent artists on the internet more so than the other people. Yeah, and it should all be yeah. one thing, one big family. But you know, yeah, it's, it's the corporations that get in there and try to be greedy and take the money, and they're not really giving back to the artists because you know that they have so many things that are going on now to, that they're trying to fight that keeps the artists from being able to, to make their money for their own music. That is so true. It's I mean it's yeah. sad but true. You know. That's right. So I'm glad to have you on here today, and I want to well, play another you. one of your songs. And uh, you. I hope to have you back in now. I have Nashiba, whose show you were on, um, I believe, last week or so. She's in yes. the chat room audience. She says hello. Aww. And she can't stop She's telling so me sweet. how great your voice is. She loves your spirit. What a sweet and thing. Thank you. I'm going to put on a song that I like called Dream on Dreamer, because I'm going to say something about that when we come back. All right, thank you. Yeah. 
the man I love, and I have that at the end of my CD. Um, I actually wrote Sneaking Around, um, <laughs> and guess what that has to do with? <laughs> but um, actually, what it really does have to do with for me, though, is that you know I see whether you're on the road or in life in general, as you look around, you see uh, men who have these absolutely beautiful within women, and yet they tend to, and I'm not saying all men, and I'm not bashing men. It can also be the other way around, but I happen to be a woman, so this is how I'm speaking. Um, And that is that, you know, you have something beautiful and a beautiful relationship, yet you still keep sneaking around and you still keep wanting to think that, hey, maybe the grass is greener. Um, And it really is not, and it's not all it's said to be, and that's what I say in that song, you know, is... um, look next to you and look at the beauty that you have next to you and why not expound on that? Why not build on that and make it even greater uh, instead of um, continually moving on to the next, you know? So that's kind of where that came from. Um, And uh, let's see, every time I see you, I wrote that song also, which sounds kind of like movie theme-ish to me. But um, that is that song came came to my mind um, for a, actually someone that I have worked with um, and had a crush on, and um, oh. <laughs> always um, kind of said, you know, we always worked together for many years, a long time, and um, kind of like that person that doesn't really see you, but you've been friends for so long, and they don't see you in that way, and oh, yeah. kind of like. Every, yeah, you know, it's like every time I see you uh, came from that and that, uh, hey, how how come you're not looking at me, like, you know, looking at me in the way that you're um, looking at all the other women and um, trying to find your significant other, but hey, guess what, I could be standing right next to you, but, you know, that kind of deal. I know. So, well, you know, that's where that it takes them a while to figure it out. I know it, I know it. But, you know, it's like every song comes from your personal feeling and something that you've lived or you've seen, you've experienced in life. And I knew that had to be the case for me um, on all my songs on my CD because I had to I had to relate to it, you know, in a, on a personal level. So everyone of else course. could relate to that. Every you good know, experience and every bad experience has a song to go with it. That's right, that's right. And that's what we, we as writers write from. You know, you you have to write from that place so people can relate to you, you know. And um, so that, you know, you can sing it with passion as well. You know, you're singing it Absolutely. with real passion. Yeah. Now, I understand that you had some, you know, some experience in gospel music. Yes. Can you tell me well, some more I, about that? Well, I've been singing, um, you know, in church for Forever, and uh, of course, that is my—that's my root of every ounce of passion that I have about anything, not just music, but anything. That's the root of everything for me. Is um, I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my personal Savior, and that is where I come from. And so, um, everything that I have that God has given me, uh, you know, is is a gift from God, and. I sing in church uh, every Sunday morning, and sometimes I get a weekend off like this weekend. <laughs> and um, I take a little bit of a break. 
But um, that doesn't mean that I take my break from my relationship with God because that's that's every day. So um, if I didn't have strength from that, I don't know some days how I would make it through, you know, because we, we've got a lot of stuff going on in our world in, in these days. So, um, yes, I sing every mon- every Sunday in a church. I've sung in the at, in the past at the Rock Church uh, in San Diego at Horizon Christian Fellowship. I've sung um, as a lead vocalist in the choir at both churches and also um, on the worship team. Um, and another church that I sing at now is Canyon Street. Springs Church, and I've been there for, let's see, we're going on six years now. So, um, Wow. Yeah, and that also is near and dear to my heart. So, um, yeah, that, that's uh, something that, you know, that's, that's my true base of where everything comes from, writing everything. Um, so that's kind of the idea. Do, do you play any uh, musical instruments? I don't. I, I play a tiny bit of guitar and a little plunking of the little keyboard because I have to be able to do that just to write. Uh, sometimes I'll have mm-hmm. something in my head and I'll go, okay, this sounds like a chord. Bling. But in reality, it's really not a chord. Okay, don't tell anybody. It's just a pretend <laughs> chord. But, you know, the point is, is if you can record it, you can get the point across and you go, okay, at least I'll remember this tune. So <laughs> right. that I can... Yeah, I can collaborate with somebody, you know, and and show them what I'm talking about, and then it will turn into a real chord. <laughs> so um, that's kind of how it worked with um, Jeff McCullough, who was my producer on this at Tree Hill Media here in uh, San Diego. Um, we kind of worked that way, and then he came up with his superb ideas after I'd show him something, some basic, how I wanted it. Um, we kind of worked together like that, so it was a good combination. He's uh, uh, definitely wise beyond his years. So that was. It's always good to have somebody great on your team. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You have to surround yourself with that, and uh, it's a give and take. You know, everybody learns from each other, and um, that's absolutely necessary. So. Now you said you have a son. Has your son um, taken up on this musical talent as well? Well, my son, who's still at home, who's 12, <laughs> of course, he is just a little maniac musician guy. He's got just music within. Um, the bass player that's on my CD, Nathan Brown, who does just most of the bass playing on there um, on my CD, is also my son's teacher. So um, he teaches him bass, and my son has a great love for bass. He also dances like a maniac. He can sing fantastic. Um, he's just oozing with music. So I wow. can see the future. <laughs> and, you know, you try to take uh, that and just guide it, you know, which is why I have um, Nathan Brown as his teacher because I wanted him to have somebody that was really, really excellent teacher. And not only that, but phenomenal with kids. So he's really moving on and learning and has tremendous feel. Uh, so... You just try to nurture that when you see that in in your kids or young people that are around you. You just you know you try to nurture nurture the things that you see happening. So um, I've tried to do that with him, and will continue to help all I can. That's right. That's absolutely important because it, yeah. if you yourself have more awareness of music and you know everything about it, 
it's easier for them to learn from you, you know, and then they when they go get that reinforced in school, you know, that That's even right. helps them to make mm-hmm. a decision. Is that going to be something they want to do for a long term? And so many different things you can step into when it comes to music, whether That's you right. can sing or not. You know, right. I've known so many people that just are recording engineers and they they understand music. Me, I just sing at home. <laughs> yeah. I'm too afraid to get on the stage. So, you know, do you ever come across any any moments where you're kind of afraid to get up there, extra nervous in front of an audience? I could probably say extra nervous, but afraid probably, I don't know, maybe I don't know if I'd call it afraid. Maybe extra nervous, especially if I have a relative in the audience, because I just feel like, okay, extra critical, <laughs> you know. But, um, but which in reality is not even true, you know. But you kind of just feel that way. I know I feel that way sometimes. But I think I get over anxious, you know, when I know something's going to happen. And um, I, for the first time, I brought my 12-year-old son with me to a performance. I wanted him to see one so badly because I wanted him to see. Uh, Melvin Lee Davis, who plays with me um, from time to time live, and be, since my son is an up-and-coming bass player, I wanted him to see Melvin play, uh, and so I brought him to my performance, and he'd never really seen, he'd, he'd seen me sing gospel in church and everything, but never been to an actual live performance, and he was blown away. He came up <laughs> to me after, and he said, Mom, you are a really good singer. I thought that was so cute because here we, you know, sing around the house and do music around the house, but suddenly he saw me in a different way. You know, he saw me out of my sweat clothes and, you know, glammed up on the stage and with a a maniac hot band and just went, whoa, (laughs) okay, this is my my mom. mom. (laughs) Hold up here. But, you know, you're right. I mean, you want your, you want, young people uh, to know the ins and outs of music because it's not just the glamour that you see on stage. There's a lot of hard work and most of it is hard work before you get to that point where, um, you know, the glam is just just a side note, you know, really to really right. what it, what encompasses bringing that to that point where, where the, it's the opportunity to perform it. But all the hard work that goes into that, I want him to know that it is hard work. And you get rewarded for that. And that's how you express it. You don't want to be the mediocre person who, you know, here and there practices. But you want to be diligent. You know, you want to, do, you want to practice at least, you know, 15 minutes a day or thir- up to 30 minutes a day or whatever. And that's when, you know, that's when great things happen. You know, you get rewarded. It's, Absolutely. You know, yeah. Now, are you um, creating, you know, something for your next CD? Always. Are you you know, I'm always in my mind. That? <laughs> I'm always in my mind doing that, you know. And um, <laughs> I have to say, when it happened, when, when I really had the opportunity for that to happen, I didn't even know it was going to happen. So um, it just kind of got planted by the Lord, I think, just at a certain time and, and an incredible time timing. Um, after my father, like a couple of years after my father had died, and you know, I was my father's princess. You know, you know, we uh, daughters with our fathers. How we feel about that? But right. um, I dedicated, as you see on the back, to my dad and to my dear friend Diana, who was a phenomenal, um, awesome influence in my life as well. And um, 
you know, we just uh, trudge along, and and that that was a just I just never believed that would happen, but in the back of my mm-hmm. mind, always wanted it. Just thought, gee, you know, it would be great if that could happen. And this opportunity came along; it happened, and lo and behold, it was perfect timing, God's perfect timing that this came along. So, That's right. you know what? I'm not going to say it will never or could never. Whoops. Somebody's alarm just went off. Could never happen again because it can. Never say never, you know. So yes, I'm always oh, I'm right. Never the answer to that is yeah. The answer the answer to that is I'm always to be positive. Writing. Yeah, you have That's to good. because we have enough negative stuff around, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. too much. Yeah, too we've much. got enough discouragement going on. You know, we've got a, enough people telling us that you can't. We've got enough. There's enough stuff like that going on. So hey. You know, be positive and keep it up. Right. You know. I mean, you can't go wrong if you try to stay positive and make everything around you positive. If you carry that negative attitude, it's going to go everywhere with you. That's right. It's going to spread, you know. That's right. You just have to be careful with that. So now Nashiba's Mm -hmm. in the chat room, and she wants to know if you you ever knew uh, Wayman Tisdale. Um, You probably know we just recently lost him. Uh, Uh, Very sad. And there have been so many tributes to him and his history with, you know, the arts and, and sports and everything else. And yeah. it's just sad to lose somebody that has such a strong spirit, you know. Oh, I know. But I know. usually oh, when, you, when you leave like that, it, you're really needed somewhere else. Your spirit is at a point where it's really needed somewhere else for other purposes that we don't know of. I know. Well, I know there's a hot bat band in heaven. That I know. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. You know, Luther, Wayman, I mean, (laughs) there's some, you know, there's some great music going on there. Uh, It it is sad. It's it's so sad, but, you know, the way I feel about it is I look at that and I say, here's a fabulous and wonderful human being who spreads so much positivity into the world, into the sport world, into the music world, into the world, period. Just his smile that he's famous for, you know. Just looking at a picture of him, and um, you know, it's it's just the the legacy of that. But you know, you think about it, and you think I could turn, I could drive down the street and turn the corner, and that could be the end. You know, for me right. here on this earth, anyway. So I think mm-hmm. what I take away for, from that, and such a shocking thing when it happens like that, is, you know, Deborah, you you just need to make every day and every communication and every relationship you know that you have really top notch at the time you need to enjoy every moment with my, I'm going to say my son again because I just spent the weekend with him and we did some hiking and all this stuff and and I was thinking that very thing when when I got up on the plateau on the tram in in Palm Desert and suddenly you're 8000 feet up and you're looking at this amazing world of pine trees and God's beauty you know, and you're saying, right. you know, I want to take advantage of all this, of walking through the forest with him, of, of picking up this, because these are memories that we create, and that's what Wayman gave us. I remember all the jazz festivals that I saw him at, all the positive, just a phenomenal performer, just, you know, always spreading such positivity. And um, we have such great, we have to learn from that, you know. We don't know our days are numbered. We don't know here on Earth. So, you know, I say to myself, another shocking, shocking person leaving the world, that, you know, for us to experience physically. 
but we have to take something great away from that. Of course. You know? It doesn't stop there. It's just the no. physical part does. So mm-hmm, that's right. You continue that's right. on. That's, mm-hmm. That kind of strong spirit most certainly will be going out there and spreading itself up there, you know, oh, and throughout right. whatever dimension it's in, it's going to share that with other people who have gone before him. So, that's right. So, you know, I, I never look at it in a bad way. It's just only time that it's really traumatic for me is if it's like a sudden thing and it's yeah. violent, things like yes. that. But yes. when it comes to, yes. you know, when it's your health, when, you, when you're when you ill like that, you do transition into your spiritual self during that yes. time when you get a little closer to it, when you can That's start right. seeing, you know, all the people that are going to be accepting you where you're going next. So, yeah. you know, that, that's right. That, that doesn't bother me so much. It is sad to, you know, not to have them and all. But other than that, you know, yeah. it's just, I know that he's he's probably a lot less in pain, of course, and, That's you know, right. more That's in a right. pleasant place. Although yeah. um, we, his family will get to see him again eventually. So I'm going to go play yeah. another one of your songs, let's take a breather. And I oh. want to play the one that you, that you wrote. <laughs> Uh oh! Because <laughs> I know what that that really means, and uh, I, I've been there, done that, so I've had <laughs> had those experiences too. So I can relate to that. <laughs> okay, thank you.
Thank you so much for that song. Deborah, that song is very meaningful. <laughs> I think it should be a theme song. <laughs> well, what's his name? Tyler Perry? You know, I tried yes. to get a hold of him, and I emailed him. I'm like, this should be in one of your movies. <laughs> it should be. It really should be. <laughs> Wouldn't it just fit there perfectly? <laughs> I think out of everything that we write about, we can easily come up with something about those types of situations. Oh, well, you can, you know. The thing is, is you know, we're all human and we all make mistakes, you know. But, um, you know, you, you just got to write from your from your uh, experiences, so. Right. Anyway, and, and that, we and as women what, who That's what makes you a talented person when you can do that and it comes out so well. Oh, thank you so much. So kind. <laughs> so kind to hear that, and you know. I really enjoy having a conversation with you. I, I wish I could go to California right now and just hang out. Cause, uh, oh. that would and be I wish you could, too, because we would have so much fun, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you ever decide to, give me a call. <laughs> I will, because I haven't been there Yet I've been to Vegas, but I haven't been to California. Oh and, my uh, goodness! I have relatives in San Francisco, so in Van Nuys. You do? So I'm, oh. I may, yeah, I have an aunt in Van Nuys, and my uh, my cousin, who's like a, a homebody, just decided to just move clear across the map to California to go to school. So uh, I'll be able to visit her. I told her it took her long oh. enough. <laughs> Great! Great! There you go. Now, you got the hookup now. I'm, I'm so happy that she's there because I'm now going to meet a lot more people. Oh yeah. And do you find it um, do you find it difficult to you know to be able to um to cover a larger area for performing? Like if you go to the East Coast or Midwest or anything like that, is it hard getting those gigs? Not not that you know not living there. And all. Well, it, I'm it sure it is. I I haven't at this point. I haven't put much major effort into that. But I'd love to do some festivals. Love to do some concerts um, all around there. You know, it would be great to do that. Um, I haven't done a lot of focusing on that yet. But this year, I plan mm-hmm. to do that. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, if anybody's listening, uh, <laughs> you know where my <laughs> website is: DebraFloresMusic.com. And that's kind of my contact. So feel free. Well, if you ever come to to the Philadelphia area, um, I have a perfect place for you. It's called the Philadelphia Clef Club of Jazz oh. and Performing Arts, and oh. um, it's operated um, by you know a really uh, wonderful guy named Shia, who's been um, given the the power to create a lot of musical performances, um, mostly by jazz and R and B um, performers. And uh-huh. uh, right now they're doing a Latin Meets Jazz Festival until Ooh. the end of May. And they've oh, had yeah. a lot of great artists like Clifford Adams and uh, oh. Pablo Batista has been there, Monette Sudler, uh, Boosie oh. Barnes is there next week, and um, Richard Landum or Robert Landum. I'm not quite sure if I got his name right. Wow. But uh, James Dennis is the one who's helming the, the actual performance, you know, um, just to arrange it and everything. And, um He's trying to make it into a bigger thing. This is the first series, but he wants mm-hmm. to make it into a bigger thing so he can attract more artists like yourself. So if you happen to be in the area anytime when they do it again, you know, you probably won't be able to make it this one. But next time around, because they're going to pick it up again later on this year, 
Um, mm-hmm. You might want to consider coming over here and dropping by and, you know, doing something. It's pretty easy. It's a great place. They just renovated it and everything. Wow. And that would give me a chance to see you live. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to. Love to be there. And I I actually have, I haven't been to Philadelphia in a million years, but I do have some dear friends that live there. So that'd be a great, great thing to do. Love to come out there. Let me know. (laughs) Pardon me? What you You just let me know. I'll get you connected and you just let me know. (laughs) I will. That'd be awesome. Be wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, we have about four minutes left in our interview, and um, I want you to get more rest because I know your legs are hurting, <laughs> and you probably want to just get a massage or something. <laughs> and I'm going to end the show just thanking you so much for stopping by and giving us some beautiful flavor from Deborah Flores. And um, um, your spirit is just such a great thing that to bring to the music industry, and, and I will do my best to get more people on the East Coast to be, you know, interested in listening to you because I, I do like to promote artists that are guests on my show. Um, you know, I'll just be posting. I'm not sure if you saw the banners that I made, and I've um, I put a couple of them out there. Um, there's one on the Jazz Network, and then there's one um, I think I posted on your MySpace page. Um, Beautiful. But um, thank you. And uh, I'd like to, to help out. I just really like Thank to help you, Rebenda. So. I mean, you know, just people like you. I am. I feel so blessed that you would be, just want even want to have me on your show. I'm so blessed by that. Um, oh, that is here, not you know, a problem. All the work that we music do. Music is a beautiful thing, you know, and everybody oh. loves to to hear it. And when you're special like you, and you have such a great gift to offer, it's always important for people like myself to support you with that. So. Thank I had you. no problem in doing that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hope to meet you soon. No problem. So I'm going to end the show and playing um, one more song of yours, and uh, and I hope that you have the rest of the weekend to yourself and that you are Thank able you. to enjoy some peace and quiet. <laughs> Thank you. God bless. And same here, and, and take care of those legs. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Deborah. Bye-bye.